0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Hour two of the Nightcap here on VSEN, and we have a in-studio guest. As we are, we have we've crowned ourselves the NFL draft show on this network. We're we are, moving we're, live. we're obsessed with it. I've got a <laughs> yes. guy who can break it down. I love betting it. We do have NBA games going on right now. Memphis leading uh Minnesota big time, one fifteen to eighty seven. And uh New Orleans hanging in there against Phoenix, uh forty three to forty two. But Nate Tice, former Wisconsin Badger. Yeah. And uh, now doing a great job breaking everything down for the athletic. You know, your background is interesting. We were just talking off air. What led you to come
5: to Vegas? Yeah, a girl. Well, there you go. <laughs> a girl that uh, turned into my wife, thankfully. So it was a, it was a good bet to make. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> nice. I, yeah, it was about plus one thousand probably when we first started dating that that would work out, but it cashed in, and uh, yeah, now I'm a Vegas local. What uh, I told you before, it was supposed to be four months, has now turned to four years, and love living here, and it's been yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited to be here in the fish tank, like right now. Like what, I've been like coming here to Circa a couple of times, and I was like, I'm so glad you're like, hey, you want to if you want to come by the studio, I was like, oh, yeah, I was. It. Well, it's <laughs> it's one of
4: those funny things where you know I'm you know trying to get different people on the show, and and I really try to find West Coast people, and you know I've been following you for the draft coverage. I'm like Las Vegas. I'm like, oh, I got to figure it out. And you were on a podcast with two of my friends, the Solid Verbal. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's figure this out. And I appreciate you coming down. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Sean's been great breaking this uh, the, the, the players down. I've been throwing in the gambling perspective. And, you know, one thing we did last night, Nate, was talk about Sauce Gardner. And Sauce Gardner, his over-under on draft position, was sitting at 7.5 as of yesterday. Reasonable juice, you know, minus 130, minus 150. And Sean...
3: <laughs> Did a little intel. He loved them. I didn't know you hadn't bet it yet. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, I had bet it I a apologize. little bit. No,
4: no, no. It's hey, we got to we got to tell the people. We got to yeah. get it out there. But the juice has gone crazy. So, what's your breakdown of Sauce Gardner and where would you, if you're the Jets at four, if you're the Giants at five, are you waiting
5: till your next pick comes around, or are you firing away on a guy like Sauce yeah, Gardner? I really like Sauce. Uh, I real long has a unique build for the corner position because he just. Long and skinny. I actually was able to watch them in depth yesterday. I, a lot of these Cincinnati guys I end up liking. <laughs> like I'm a big fan of Desmond Ritter, uh yeah, not like compared to any of the guys from last year. Right. Like Jerome Ford, all those guys, but they all have an edge to them. Like they're competitive guys, and that's what Sauce Gardner is. He's a buck ninety, maybe, you know, soaking wet, maybe after some water weight at the combine, but he doesn't play like it. He wants to play hard. He's a physical guy. He plays tough. He's a man coverage type of guy. I have kind of in the tea leaves, a little bit that the Jets aren't maybe as high on him as I maybe thought because that you know, Sal, Robert Salah being a traditional Seahawk, you know, yeah. cover three type of guy, he's changed his defenses a little bit, but they like those long corners. But maybe it's not really for them. But the Giants was another one that was really interesting because Wink Martindale running all that blitz stuff, all the man coverage, and it's like sauce is like a great fit for that because he can live in man throughout the day.
3: Yeah, that's why I think they moved it down to five and a half. Yeah, that
5: makes a lot of
4: sense. Well, and, and you you wonder, too, because of that movement or the heavy juice. Because seven just makes all the sense in the world. If the Giants can grab Nealer, Quanu at five, and then they were to... I mean, that would be the perfect scenario yeah. to get Sauce Gardner at seven and one of those offensive linemen. But now, the Panthers want to trade out. If Sauce Gardner's available at six and they know he's getting picked at seven, someone's going to possibly go up. That's, that's where I do think, Sean, to your point, why it dropped to five and a half. Because I think... I don't think he... I think if the Giants pass, Nate and Sean, I I think someone might, that might be the golden ticket for the Panthers to move back a little bit.
3: I'm not sure about a lot of things in this draft, but I am (laughs) sure about this. Sauce Gardner will not be there at six. Yeah. Yeah. He's what you call a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a talent because, as Nate mentioned, generally guys that are tall, lanky like that are Richard Sherman-esque from an athleticism standpoint. Sauce Gardner moves like a... Nickel back. He changes direction. He has top end speed. He has ball skills. He's physical at the point of attack. He has an elite cornerback mentality and that he lines up, he competes, he challenges. You know, he's not one of these guys that, okay, everything under 10 yards are going to catch. Like he's competing. And you know, you can't develop that height, that length to go along with that skill, that talent. It's kind of the conversation we had with Kyle Hamilton, which is why I think Kyle Hamilton has dropped. He may be as good of a football player on game day as Sauce Gardner, but he's not a transcendent athlete. Mm -hmm. And so his testing is why he's dropped slightly. That and the position not being a priority, Sauce checks off all the boxes.
5: And those, and top 10 guys, you obviously want to see on tape, like you're bringing up, is that Sauce is just competitive. And a lot of those guys, he's not just a pretty athlete. A lot of guys that are pretty athletes, be a little soft. You know, they can be a little like, all right, all right, I made the play. Oh, who not, but he's like they brought him on a corner bliss and i was watching him against SMU. he could not wait to smoke the quarterback like it, <laughs> I, I could show it to you guys after the show he like gives him a rock bottom and he's just like it was just awesome of that and that's what kind of turned me on to him i was like oh, okay you play a little you play with an edge mm-hmm. that, that elite corner mentality because the corner gets beat they have to come back the next play and are they're gonna come if you they think they can beat you they'll keep coming at you he plays he's like i want to no one's gonna ball on me well, no I, one
4: and then the thing too is you, you look at if you're stat hunting, you're like, wow, you only had, I think he had one interception this year. Because no one threw his no way. One. You're not dumb enough to throw. I mean, he basically cut off the entire half of the field. And that was, you know, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so watching that game back. I mean, Kevin Austin, who's what, a fourth, fifth round pick maybe this year? Um, he couldn't do anything. Nothing in that game. I mean, they cut off that side of the field. Um, I want to jump to the first overall pick because... Trayvon Walker has just gotten a ton of steam. Sean loves him. He was showing me plays just violent, blowing up dudes. And I know a lot of people go to the production. Hey, he didn't, you know, produce all this and that. What are your thoughts on this debate between Hutchinson and Walker at one?
5: Yeah, and I'm actually writing up a, a mock draft right now for The Athletic. And the number one pick, how I kind of stated this is, this is a draft full of doubles. A lot of singles and doubles. Trayvon could be a home run swing. It's tilting the shoulder up and going for it. And it's a lot like I compared him to Daniel Hunter, who the Vikings took from LSU. Kind of similar type of thing. They're just If you look at him, you look at their traits, you're like, okay, we can't teach that. The point zero zero one percent athlete, and he plays hard. Okay, so that's already two things you can't really teach. So now it's more just, okay, let's give him a way that he can win. They use him on a lot of games, knifing inside, blitzes, all this stuff. Let's just have him pin his ears back and go. And that's what I helped, benefited Daniel Hunter was. They got him into league, and Zimmer goes, okay, let's, Pull you back and go. Just go. Just attack the quarterback. And he got unlocked. So that's what Trayvon is. It's, yeah, he might take a year, might take a year, you know, second year, maybe middle of second year. All of a sudden, he picks up it. you know, he's a home run swing. If you hit, it's a damn good one.
3: And and I'll be honest, Nate, I agree with everything you said, except I think he's going to start day one, and he's going to compete for NFL Rookie of the Year on the defense side. And here's why. Love it. None of the Georgia guys have great stats. They're so good on defense, it just kind of gets metered out amongst them all. And they're always up. They're always ahead. So it's not like in the fourth quarter, you know, these guys still take this for instance. I think Jermaine Johnson is better than Kayvon Thibodeau. He couldn't get on the field at Georgia. (laughs) He could not get on the field at Georgia. And it's the one criticism I have Aiden Hutchinson, 14 sacks his last year, (laughs) only four and a half in the three years combined. And he sort of got a gift that he didn't expect in his last year, in David Ojobi, yeah. who was yeah. not a prominent part of that Michigan defense. He's converted basketball player that was still learning the game, and so you have this potential top of the first-round pick next to you on the D-line now, so you're getting a lot of singles. So I'd be more worried about Hutchinson being able to repeat that level of production than I would be about Walker developing into an elite player on the defensive side.
5: And that's where, like, Aiden Hutchinson, how he tested not what I was expecting. I don't think anyone was expecting that. And I compare him to Kyle Van Den Bosch because he's just kind of stiff and mm-hmm. short-armed, but it's like, he tested well, and it's like, that, I don't see that when you play. And that's, what, it's a scary year to have a top five pick. Like Hutchinson in any other draft would be a 14, really 15, you know, low, mid-team type of guy. Good player. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but number one pick. All right, I want a little more something than just and, a double.
4: And, 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 you know, when it comes to the betting market and you've yeah. seen that result and then you get the point brought up too, and I brought this up on the show recently about the the draft history of Trent Baalke, Right? What has he done? Alden Smith, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner—all these guys that he drafted in San Francisco are kind of physical freak specimens, right? Mm-hmm. And the biggest one being Alden Smith. And I think I've heard, you know, people have mentioned that he sees Trayvon Walker a little bit of that in, in Alden Smith. The more and more I think about it, look, I think it was last week I took a flyer plus three fifty. That that number is gone. I, I think it's a toss up now. And, and if you're Jacksonville, I mean, I think I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know where you would go, Sean. Would you go Trayvon Walker one if you were Trent Baalke and the Jaguars? I understand the argument.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say my my cop out answer is thank God I'm not the GM with the number one <laughs> pick this year. Well, that's but, why I think Detroit
4: yeah. is in a great situation awesome spot where
5: they're like, great if we can get the hometown kid and Aiden
4: Hutchinson, awesome. We could get Trayvon Walker, phenomenal. Like they're getting. The, the leftover. They don't have to make that decision. I
3: would cabbage patch to the commissioner. And I get a chance to pair Trayvon Walker with Josh Allen. Two young players that are under team control deals. I have my quarterback under team control deal. I get Trevor. Uh, I get ATM back. You know, so we have pieces. I think we overpaid for Christian Kirk, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Having said that, just to hammer home how good I think Sauce Gardner is, because Nate was saying, in a normal year, Hutchinson's probably middle middle the 1st round guy. Sauce Gardner's in the conversation for best corner in any of the last ten drafts. Yep, and
5: that's not even. And that's what's cool is those two. So Sauce and I love Stingley too. And Stingley just battled the injury mm-hmm. stuff. Like those two are legit. Like top five talents. Right. Like Stingley, like is going. Someone's going to get steal with him as medicals check out. And really, Vikings seems. And of course they put it, well, I think they put the line at 12 and a half. Well they moved it up right. after
4: he got after the after his boat Nate they yeah. woo, oh, moved that up I know. It was it. sitting
5: there at 12 and a half. Yeah had- I know because that's exactly what happens and that's one of those where people got reminded they're like oh yeah he's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah yeah that's and it, he's been banged up but his film this year was good as well. Sauce and Stinger. You can follow Nate on Twitter.
4: He's going to hang out uh, for another segment. We'll break down some quarterbacks. I know you guys uh, know the quarterback what position. What position is that? I don't know. It, it, it's the overpaid one. Left guard. At Nate underscore Tyson on Twitter. Uh, we will keep uh, breaking down the NFL draft. Halftime, by the way, in uh, in uh, with Phoenix. the Pelicans trailing the Phoenix Suns by a score of 61-56.
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
4: It is the nightcap here on v We've got an in-studio guest hanging out with us, Nate Tice from The Athletic, former Badger, Wisconsin Badger, at Nate underscore Tice. I'm just a kid in a candy store talking to these guys about the NFL draft right now. Halftime, by the way, Phoenix leading 61-56 to 56 over the, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. So first half Twine was yeah, six. I'm looking at it. So I you're can't. able to sneak it in. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Memphis by the way laid layeth the smacketh down on Minnesota, 124 to 96. Under does come home, so unders 2 and 0 tonight. What was the pre-flop total for Memphis Minnesota?
3: No, for uh, New Orleans fans. 221 and a half. Hmm. 61
4: to 56. You get
3: under 227 and a half at +106 in game right now. You
4: gonna bet it? Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just alerting all the people out there listening and watching.
4: <laughs> all right, uh we just broke down uh, the first overall pick. So, if you were to make a bet right now, Nate, would you bet Trayvon Walker? Because you're yep. getting like plus. I think the best. I think you could still find two to one out there. Yeah, here we're going to show you DraftKings odds. Two to one on Trayvon Walker. I because
5: oh, that was what plus four something. Oh plus yeah, eight something about yeah. a week ago. Yeah, no that that was one that I like. I got and I was going to double down on it when I started hearing some smoke or you know seeing some smoke with it. And awesome, got taken off the board left, got yeah. taken off the board right. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, There's there's something to be said let, with that. Let me
3: pose this question to you because yeah. uh, I was talking to some of my guys around the league, and they brought up an interesting point. Jacksonville's in a position where they literally can follow their board. Yeah. So I don't think it's out of the question that Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu go number one, even though they franchise Cam Robinson and, and brought in Brandon Scherf in free agency. I haven't ruled out either offensive lineman going one either.
5: Because that was my original, we did a show, what would you do on the Jacksonville's plan? What would, would your plan be? And I would be like, tackle. doesn't matter what you do with Cam Robinson, tackle. And what's nice about Evan, Neal, and Icky Kwanu uh, is that they can play other spots. And then if they move on from Cam, okay, then we bump them over to left tackle and yep. give them a the shot. So I agree with you. That's another one that's like, something interesting. Think,
3: some people think that Kwanu, like I've talked to some O-line coaches, is a Hall of Fame guard.
5: Hall of him guard yes they really? think
3: his guard tape is as I, good as they've ever seen
5: i compared him to Coleccio assembly yeah. who got unlocked when he got moved to left guard mm-hmm. and that that's that's who i see in this game so i i i don't fight that either if ah, you ah. if you're the jaguars though and you're sitting there you've, you've
4: got trayvon walker you know maybe he's you know a next big time edge rusher we know the importance of that but we know the importance of a, a big time mm-hmm. left tackle but you said it's a Hall of Fame guard. Now, Quentin Nelson has kind of changed the guard mold, right? Because right? he's elite and and arguably the best guard in the game. Do you draft a guard, number one overall?
3: Well, if they draft him one, he's going to start at right tackle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's where he's going to start. And then they'll try him at left. Yeah. See
5: how that goes. But it's like his floor is like, yeah. his floor, I think, is Pro Bowl guard. Okay. And then it's like, okay, then what's the ceiling? Is it, like you said, right. a Hall of Fame guard? Is it a Hall of Fame right? T- is it a Pro Bowl right tackle? the Pro Bowl left tackle. The, so that's where you're trying to figure out. So do
4: you agree, Nate, with the move that Iki Aquano is the odds-on favorite to be the first offensive lineman selected? Right. Houston at three seems to be the landing spot for for most likely. Now, it could yep. be Kayvon Thibodeau, could be Sauce Gardner, but if you just base it off of the majority of mocks out there, it looks like uh, offensive lineman's going. Do you believe, do you agree with that move that Aquano should be drafted ahead of Evan Neal?
5: Man, I, this is where I throw in the name Charles Cross. <laughs> I'm actually a Are big, oh, really? I'm a big Charles Cross guy. I don't have any concerns that other people do because he's in that air raid offense because what Mike Leach had to do in the SEC because he was getting his ass kicked by all these defenses with all you know the wide offensive line splits is he bumped into splits. And so it's not that concern that past air raid tackles have had where it's like, okay, in the run game, they don't really double team. They don't do all the fun stuff. He actually did that. And on top of it, he's a technician at left tackle. He reminds me a lot of uh, Bakhtiari mm. with the Packers, where he's a true pass-protecting guy who's okay in the run game. That's the guy I like that I think has the highest upside of these three, because yeah. I think he can stay at left tackle the easiest.
3: Other and and other see, guys. I think there's a large separation. I'll be interested in your response to this between Evan Neal, Aquanu, and then Charles Cross, because I don't think he's physically as strong. I think he struggles at the point of contact. I don't consider him a people mover. Yeah. whereas the other two are have demonstrated that they can actually move a human being against his will. So that's kind of where I, I – I depending upon the system, yes. I think it's very important for Charles Cross. I don't think he fits all systems. I
5: agree. If you are with – San Fran wouldn't do this, but if you're in a Shanahan offense, it's right. like, oh, yeah, we're taking this guy and we're running zone, get him on the move, get him all that. But if you're like my dad's old teams, you know, running freaking duo down mm-hmm. your throat, okay, maybe. You don't want to move all those – the DNs off the point and all that. Why I like about him is he's young. Right. He's a, coming out as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. He was, and people are like, oh, he's Mississippi State. This guy's Bama. This. He was a five-star recruit from Mississippi. He just stayed home. So it's like he's a little more, he has more pedigree than I think people have realized with him. But I agree with you. He got a little stronger this year. If you watch his freshman year tape, it's a little like, okay, yeah, all right. Like right. I'm not so hot on you right now. But watching him throughout this past year, especially the Bama tape, and he's going against these guys that can bring heat. He's fine, and he's more of a shielder. I would agree with that. He's not the, you know, gonna like really dunk on a guy. But he, you know, in the NFL, kind of that's what it is. It's win for three seconds and then go. All right, you know, on to the next play and huddle up. Like you know, you can take those kind of plays.
3: By the way, since Dan Mullen got to Mississippi State, I know he's not there anymore. They've been producing NFL guys. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them, mostly on defense. But yeah, they 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 get really high quality, high end talent. They just don't get it in the numbers. That uh, yeah, Bama and Georgia, <laughs> yeah. and those schools do,
4: yeah. Being in the SEC West is uh, is no it's easy, tough. it's tough, is no easy run. <laughs> it's a tough neighborhood. You're
5: fourth best in SEC West, you win every other conference. Yeah. Well,
4: and I think, I think the fun, I, th- I believe the first ever CFP rankings uh, that's a little uh, I think Mississippi State was number one in the first ever was- installment. Uh, of that, those rankings, that was Dax, Dax here. team, yeah, yep. uh, yeah. Nate Tice joining us in studio, uh, former Wisconsin Badger at Nat and Nate underscore Tice on Twitter. Let's get to the wide receivers, Go ahead. Because this is a fascinating market, uh, and you know, Garrett Wilson is the favorite, but as as you see these odds, guys, they're kind of all over the place oh, yeah. because Garrett Wilson, you could get him as low as minus one ten to be the first wide receiver selected at DraftKings, but you get him as high at Caesars here in town at plus one thirty five. Jamison Williams, there's been real buzz on him being the top wide receiver. You love him, Sean. Plus 330 you can find on Jamison Williams, obviously the injury concern. And then you got Drake London as well, uh, as low as plus 125, but as high as plus 220. So I know where Sean stands. He would take Jamison Williams first over these
5: wide receivers. Where would you go, Nate, and what do you feel? I prefer, like my, so I'm going to talk about both sides of my mouth. My personal receiver was Drake London. However, if I could get Jameson Williams' first receiver taken at plus 330, I'm sprinting and going to do that right now. Because speed, everybody wants speed. There's never been a sports team in the history of time that says, we don't want a fast guy. <laughs> there has never been that. And he is as scheme-proof as it gets. Because that is all-world legit gas that he brings that every offense would love. So I, I honestly think teams think the same way. So I a lot of the other guys, you kind of have to like get them in the right system and really unlock them. Jameson Williams fits anywhere, and that's actually why I think he'd be
3: and he's a football player. Yes. Like he's Ty he Tyreek Hill. He's Debo Samuel. He was a gunner. Like, yeah, he was a gunner. He got kicked out of I the mean, Iron Bowl. Yes.
4: And then in the SEC championship, he decapitates another dude. Yep. He's, he's not a scared.
3: football player. He's just to scared. go along with being a Blazer and having great hands and mm-hmm. running after the catch and having great size. Well, good size, not great. He's about 6'3. So he's not a 6'5 guy. But I'm just like like Link said, he's skin he's, he's proof. Yeah. And I think teams are going to make a mistake by passing on him because he's not healthy now. And in the middle of the season, when he is healthy, what are we thinking? It's going to
5: be one of those after the bye week. He plays on some Thursday night game or Sunday night uh, game, and you see him catch a 90-yard bomb, and yeah. it's like, oh, man, oh, that guy. Yeah. It just seems silly to me because you've
4: said it, Sean. I've heard other draft analysts out there say it. Say if the if he didn't tear his ACL in the national championship, he's, no, he's wide receiver one, there's no question. This day and age, when you're getting five years of, of under contract and how expensive these wide receivers are, if that's the way you think, why wouldn't he be the top wide receiver? I, I just—it's not computing for me. It's, it's, a, it's science now. It's like, the
3: same reason that San Francisco traded up last year to take Trey Lance. They overthink it. Mm-hmm. Some of the most simplest decisions they complicate. Mm-hmm.
5: Yep. So that speed doesn't lie. What about
4: what, <laughs> so what about Garrett Wilson? So he's. Fast too. He runs a four. He ran a mm-hmm. four three eight at the combine. He's not as tall as Jamison Williams. What? How do you look at him as a player? Could he? Because I've seen some mocks actually dro- have him drop. I've seen some draft evaluators that don't love his game mm-hmm. all that much. They actually like Alave. Some people like Alave better than him. So Nate, when you look at Garrett, we only got a minute here before a mm-hmm. break. We'll talk more about this on the other side. But Garrett. Garrett Wilson, in a nutshell, what? how do you
5: look at him? Dynamic with the ball in his hands. I think some people have maybe said overrated his route running a little bit. I think he struggles a little bit versus press and more physical corners, and he's really working just on really craftiness with the routes. Also, with Olave, who's like freaking advanced, it's kind of hard to compare him to. Um, I I compared him to Brandon Ayuk uh, with the 49ers, where you catch him on a slant, he can take it to the house and break off three guys while he does it. I just think that he has a little more room for growth than people think, but if he hits, it's going to be a really dynamic playmaker. For
3: so go back and look at Antonio Brown at Central Michigan. Garrett Wilson's Antonio Brown. Ooh, Chris Olave is more Isaac Bruce.
5: Yeah. yeah. Both are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I compare him to Calvin Ridley. Just about the system. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. That's who I compare Olave to. He's a technician. I think he's number two. That's his floor. It's like yeah. an awesome number two. His upside might not be what these other guys have.
4: We got two quarterbacks in the studio. How about we talk some quarterbacks on the other side? It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Nate Tice, Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: We keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. Nate Tice, nice enough to uh, hang out with us for uh, multiple segments as uh, we're breaking down draft prospects. All right, we've waited long enough. Get into the quarterbacks. It is uh, interesting to say the least. Oh, yeah. uh, someone asked the other day, I think it was uh, our good friend uh, Jared Smith, when was the last time a quarterback didn't go top 10? 2013. It was the EJ manual draft. So it's, it's been a while. And uh, we'll see if it happens this year. Uh, I guess real quickly, Nate, before we break down the quarterbacks, and Sean, we got into Ritter yesterday, Hal yesterday, Corral. Do you think
5: one of these quarterbacks goes top 10? I think so. Just, I've, if you asked me before the combine, I would said, no way. Of these guys, started talking to some people with teams and I was, I was like, oh, you think about them that way? Mm. Like, you're willing to do that and that way and being more with Malik Willis who I was that's we're talking home run swings. That's an ultimate home run swing. That's
3: a high fastball too. It's hard is, to hit it.
5: Yes, that is a big. I. This is how I've said it. I, I go. He's going to be a fun project, but he's going to be a gigantic, huge project. Like he's going to take some time. But I think one. I think one. One goes top ten. And I think just. But I. If you ask me tomorrow, it'd be someone different. Yeah. You could see the the picket connections with Carolina, but they can go tackle. Like there's there's just some weird things. The Saints. I've been very curious what they're doing with the. That, that move is weird. And, yeah. Uh, very weird. And I w- I've always said this is that the first news that comes out is probably the lie. As soon as they made that trade, all the you know talking heads came out and said, "Oh, you know they really like two prospects in the middle of the first round." And I was like, "B.S. No way. No <laughs> way. No one ever says that that you can hit two coin flips in a row." So I, I think there's another move maybe coming.
4: That'll be interesting. All right, yeah. let, let's get to it. Because Sean yesterday, you you want to spring it on him. Well, no, don't say, tell him. I did not I tell him. want to hear
3: his opinion. All right. Okay.
4: Do, do you want? How do you want to set it up? You set it up. All right what what are your quarterback rankings i I have Desmond Ritter uh, one one and wow the, and that guy by is... the way, you want to hear a little something? So me and Sean, we do cigar bets on the show nice. um and I, I'm losing because I took a terrible bet on uh, Purdue to beat St Peter's, and I gave him seven to one odds, so I'm in the hole. However, I did take a cigar bet with Sean that Desmond Ritter would be a first round pick. he says he will not so. Hopefully, a lot of uh, organizations think like you, Nate. I know uh, we, we get him in the first rounds.
5: And, <laughs> and that's the thing; is he's my quarterback one, and I wouldn't touch him until pick, after pick twenty. You know, it's it's and there's some inflation with that. This is not a good class, and I squint my eyes trying to find something. The thing with Ritter is he has gotten a lot of fans as coaches started to watch him, and they saw him process and do all the stuff. And I, you know, just I think they saw real NFL concepts, the dropback stuff. Wasn't an easy, fun offense to run. He's running real seven step stuff. So that's why I liked him. It was that he came along a lot more than I originally thought. I thought he was just going to be a stiff athlete, made a couple of wild throws, but really he's a better processor than I gave him credit for. Um, line drive thrower, which I never really like. you know, can, can get the ball bad down, which we saw against Alabama, can spray some throws. But that's the guy I have as my QB one. It's just kind of more like a shrug. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, I have bet him as a first round pick because just what, I've gathered, reading between. I think there are other teams that are fans. Real quick,
4: before we get to Sean's. uh,
3: We got a whole hour. I know.
4: But uh, you can get Desmond Ritter under 30 and a half. A lot of mocks have had him going 32 to Detroit. Do you think he gets picked before Detroit comes around a second time? I think his floor is pick
5: 20 to Pittsburgh. Really? That's what I kind of. You think his floor is Pittsburgh? At 20. At 20. Wow. Yeah, I really do. I think they like him. I think some other teams like him, but I think there's that's the range that he might go. It's that early 20s, but I think 20 is going to be a live spot for him. All right. Well. I know. I know it's it's that's the class this year. <laughs> this guy would be my quarterback five last year. going to make some bet. On <laughs> this one there. All right, yeah. Sean.
3: First of all, that's great information cuz this is a gambling Network gambling network. Yes. Um I wouldn't be surprised where any of these guys go. I'm just strictly That is true. I, I went, totally uh, agree. My evaluation. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't evaluate. have a first round grade on any of them because the way that I view the first round is it's an opportunity to pick up an elite asset under a team control contract. I don't view the first round as me grabbing and stashing. You know, I, this is not like the NBA draft where I'm going to take uh Luka Doncic 3 years before he's coming to the NBA and let him develop in Europe and then I bring him over like I look at it like if I take one of these quarterbacks, what am I bypassing? San Francisco 49ers, I love using them as an example. They could have had Jamar Chase. They could have had Michael Parsons. They could have had Rashawn Slater with that selection and probably won a championship. If you put either one of those three players on the team that was in the NFC championship game, they probably win it. They overdrafted their quarterback. Now they're in year two. Garoppolo wants a new deal. They don't want to pay him because of what they gave up to get Trey Lance. They still have no idea if this mound of clay is going to turn into a beautiful Voss. So when I look at this quarterback class, that's all I see is clay. And my issue with Desmond Ritter is this. If you look at my notes, his pluses, experience, four-year starter at Cincinnati. I think that's very important, that he was good enough as a freshman to get on the field. He was consistent enough to sustain it, and he kept getting better. Uh, another plus, raw talent, as you mentioned. I think if you just look at the individual components by themselves, he's first-round worthy. Now, my negatives, accuracy. So what I see is a kid that's not seeing the field clearly, that there is a lot of cloudiness, that there is a lot of mental immaturity as far as how to handle the ebbs and flows of a game. When he's down, his body language is bad, his mannerisms you know, we, we mentioned this during the season, or, or something that I don't like. And what really scared me off of him as a first-round pick was post-draft, all the people inside of the building say how much he changed for the good when the birth of his child. So I look at that as, well, darn, what was he before then? <laughs> and then once the child, the newness of having them, trust me, kids are a lot. You, you feel differently about them when they're born as you do when they're about one and a half, trust me. Now, you fall back in love with them <laughs> later, but about one and a half – if you could drop him off and Sean, be Sean, Sean has a one and a half. <laughs> he probably, hey, here, hold him. Go live with the Murrays for a year. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> so that scares me. No, Because it's telling me, okay, maybe this isn't his true character, his true personality, his true demeanor. What we're getting is a facade. And why that scares me is Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray are in this position, not because of anything egregious on the field, but their inability to control the organization, to make people in management, make people in the locker room, in the training room, feel like this is the person to be the face of the organization. And that's a very important important component. If Baker was a good dude and just acted like a starting quarterback, he'd have gotten a big deal from Cleveland. If Kyler was a good dude and was not a spoiled brat, wasn't immature and entitled, he would already have gotten this contract that he so desires. So when I'm thinking first round, I can't take that risk. Because I, and I think say. it's 50-50. Sometimes they develop, sometimes they don't. Generally, if they do develop, the coach that drafted them isn't the one that sees the manifestation of that development. Remember, we made that list of, was, I think, nine available jobs. Mm-hmm. Six of them had taken quarterbacks in the first round. And that quarterback is still there, and that head coach isn't.
4: But, as we know, as a as a gambling
5: network... Under 20 is big. D- these dudes are getting it, drafted.
3: Desmond I mean, Ritter, big. under 20, I mean, take it.
5: Yeah. yeah. No, and then that and, Absolutely. No, and this is my with my, my one counter with Ritter on him is that what I've gathered from him is that he's a, like most most guys are, psycho competitive. Mm-hmm. And that's where my one of my theories is a lot of the games, the Notre Dame games a perfect example. He sprayed two balls early, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh! And I—that was right after I had been like, hey, I really like this guy. I'm like, oh, what mistake did I just make right there <laughs> yeah. when he's spraying these balls? And you do I realize you can't cuss. I know, oh, I'm, I'm so just... sorry. It kind of came out <laughs> under my breath. I realized that when you guys both dropped your faces. Uh, yeah. My fault there. Uh, family network, right? Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So, so we got to do a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I get one F-bomb but, show. I,
4: but I agree with you on that because, I, I mean, I, I remember watching that game. Notre Dame had just, I think, scored a touchdown. It was 17-13. Cincinnati was leading. And it was like, uh-oh, here comes Notre Dame. And Ritter right down the field. I think it was like four plays, yep. touchdown.
5: And that's it. And I get, was like, oh, okay. He gets better throughout each game. And that's why. Again, this guy would have been my quarterback five last year. Right. Like that is like this is bare this is a barely a first round grade on him. But this is the one guy where it's like, okay, I can see some glimpses of a real quarterback there. And then that's just of all the other guys, like you said, it's all pieces of clay. There's all these other guys, I'm like, whew, this is like one little piece of clay that you can bowl, not like a big shapely.
3: After the break, I'm gonna change your mind on one of the other guys, but I do want to end the Ritter thing with this and, and get your quick uh rebuttal. He only had one good year at Sensing. This past year he threw for thirty three hundred yards, thirty touchdowns. Before this year, he'd never thrown for over twenty touchdowns and never thrown for over twenty four hundred yards. One player so he made a huge game. jump. Yep. And it happens. It does. I always play it forward as okay, now we're going back to square one. So it's probably gonna take him time to get to that level of comfortability in the system again.
5: Yeah. Now and that's the growth is what maybe that's funny. It's this is the eye of the beholder of right. the draft. It's like for me was he worked with Jordan Palmer, mm-hmm. Carson's brother. And also that's what Jordan Palmer said is that like he was like a sponge with everything they taught. And it, you know, drill work. You do the drills, as soon as the bullets start flying, drills go out the window. Right. You see a guy how many times have you heard Tim Debo change his motion? And all of a sudden, yeah. he took a sack, and all of a sudden, he's yeah. winding up by his hip. <laughs> the great Tim Tebow. Yeah. we <laughs> got to go to bro- We're gonna, the
3: We're yeah, breaking Tebow. down Tim Tebow on the other side yeah. of the break. <laughs> all
5: right, we, gotta, we got a lot to get
4: to in our final segment. Uh, we got to get some best bets, some sleepers, and Sean waited all 10 minutes and still didn't tell him who his number one quarterback was. It's the nightcap here on Pisa.
1: This is the Nightcap on v
0: Send, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for detail. Drink responsibly. Timberwolves, not tonight. 124 to 96. The Grizzlies take care of business. Under does come home. And the Pelicans are live right now. Yes, they are. As uh,
3: they lead. They're only plus 186 on the money line. They are? Yeah, they were plus 600 and something. Go take it. Yeah, by the way, I need six runs in the bottom of the (laughs) ninth inning from the Astros. Can we make that happen?
4: All right, Nate Tights has been cool enough to hang out all hour with us. We've been breaking things down. We're going to talk some NBA top of the hour. Uh, I do want to get to your favorite plays. You've kind of alluded to them a little bit. I want to throw some off-the-radar guys. But, Sean, you've left him waiting long enough. Tell us, tell him who your number one quarterback is.
3: Sam Howell from the North Carolina Tar Heels. And here's why. In this group, no one has consistent production but him. Who for over 3,500 as a freshman, as a sophomore, came back over 3,000 this year. When he had NFL-caliber athletes around him, He was considered to be the number one pick in this draft. And then a program that's not used to expectations in North Carolina on the football field had all these preseason expectations. They were never going to live up to them because of what had left Chapel Hill to go on into the National Football League, and he kind of shouldered all the blame. He rushed for over 800 yards this year. So you're talking about mobility, you're talking about arm talent, you're talking about elite production, and I get a guy who's dealt with adversity, which is what you don't get a lot of times in these college programs, because the media that covers them understands they're student athletes, they're not overly critical, they're not controversial in how they cover him. But people were on Sam Howell this year, and I saw the effort he gave late in the season against Notre Dame. I saw him opt into the bowl game, an obscure bowl game. That's how I hey, want hey, my quarterback. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Come on <laughs> right. now. Do you have any it... Duke's Mayo? <laughs> He, That's how I want my quarterback to be wired. He has the production to back it up. I saw what he did when he had NFL caliber players. I'm going Sam Howell if you're gonna make me take a quarterback.
5: Yeah, I I like him as kind of like a late second flyer. I ended up comparing him, and I meant this as a compliment to Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. in the sense that he's a not the twitchiest runner, but he's a tough runner. He is, and you can see when he runs, and this there's something to this, and people can say it's corny, whatever. He's not sliding. Nope. And hit, but his teammates get. Fired up when he runs the ball, so you can, you're liked. You know he's well liked. Like that's just obvious to see how they react to him. And he throws a beautiful freaking deep ball. He does. Oh my God, just takes out. So that I I'm with you because he has the traits. Toughness goes a long way. If he it, was
3: six four or six three, he'd be the number one quarterback. Yeah. He's just a little he's six six foot. Guy. Right, six yeah. and yeah. a half. Yeah. yeah, six
5: six and a half. I think was at the and that the combine. That's the thing with short guys. People think it's because you get bad at balls with with shorter guys. It's reading between the hashes because yeah. they just can't see it. And that's where he'll have to work on, but he also he has the stuff that's hard to teach. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful deep ball and can run. Like that that's the hard stuff. And you're hoping that other stuff becomes more consistent. I get it. I totally I'd much rather take a chance on him than corral. Much rather take a chance on him than you know, Carson Strong from Nevada. Like none of those guys do it for me. So I totally get it. All right. Your who
4: was your, your number two running back was who?
3: Rashad White from yeah. Arizona State. Love him. Yep. Love so,
4: him. And and I hope that they're you know, once again, we don't have a ton of offerings out there because th- getting your evaluation of Rashad White, I think there's going to be a lot of like-mindedness, and you love him too. So who are, give us a name or two, because I want to get, you know, before we let you run, a couple of your favorite plays uh, that are available, but who are a couple names that you think people in the NFL will really
5: take to? Yeah, uh, George Pickens is one. Okay. That's the Georgia receiver. Uh, right now he's uh, he's at 36 and a half. That, yeah. That's the number, and I think it's that's going to keep rising up or lowering. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yes, but right now it's I have him at under uh, 36 and a half minus 115. I think that's a guy that more NFL teams like size, size mm-hmm. and speed, and that's what Pickens has. He I think he's 190 and change, but he's 6'3". three. Plays tough, outstanding hand-eye coordination and just physicality. His highlights are him pancaking guys, blocking, and that's just what he brings to the table. I think that's a, a team that. A player that teams will like maybe more than he's getting hyped up right now. Um, this one is on the flip side is Jermaine Johnson, who I do like. I think he's gotten a little bit overhyped after the Senior Bowl, and I think his line's at nine and a half. Yeah. I actually like that on the over. Oh, okay. And not, I think I think he's a fine, good player. I'm more comfortable personally with him in the teens, late twenties or late teens. Um, but I think that some of the media kind of bumped up that number a little bit. Just you know, oh my God, look at him at the Senior Bowl. I think that's at plus one or uh, plus one ten right now. Um, the other ones i mentioned it a little bit before jameson Williams being the first receiver. i have Desmond Ritter in the first round that's at minus 120 right now. they're feeling a little little spicy Charles cross in the top five okay at plus 500 and then yeah, but that's really my my juicy ones i would say uh but all, all the other ones more of uh, yeah Jameson Williams so i
4: made this bet uh, a couple last week i think it was last week it was under 0.5 so essentially no running backs in the first round. The Bills are starting to scare the ever-living daylights out of me. I saw Peter Schrager had a mock today. He had the Bills you know, going with, uh, with Brees Hall. Do you think the Bills are in that sweet spot of saying, all right, we can take a running back here, or do we wait until the 50s and and one of these other? How do you evaluate this running back class, and, and do you think? Because to me, I look at this and I mm-hmm. say, when I'm looking at the back here, Titans, no. Bucks, no. Packers, bigger issues. Chiefs know, Bengals know, Lions know. To me, this bet comes down to Bills at 25.
5: Do you think the Bills go running back? I don't think they do, but I understand the argument for right. it. Um, I think the Bill, uh, being Brandon, being the GM there, he looks as running backs as kind of, hey, that's a late day two, early day three type right. of position, which is just the line of thinking there. I, they need a guy. Like I, I wanted to like the guys that they had there, but they just don't have the juice that they need to get. So, I understand the argument, but I just think being uh, the GM there doesn't think that way. Could you get, that. and Sean, I mean, could you get, I
4: don't know if Walker lasts that long. I mean, I guess he could trade up. Look, the Colts a couple years ago traded up to get, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan so Taylor. remember
3: what I told you. Kenneth Walker and Jerome Ford are my running back 3 a and 3B. Why? You remember what I said? Explosiveness. Explosiveness. So, you can get Jerome Ford, third mm-hmm. round.
5: was brought Rashad he's, White on. Yeah, visit.
3: Bring bringing elite asset. Rashad White's probably going to be there just because... Mm-hmm. He only did it one year at Arizona State. The first year he got there was COVID. You know, he was a JUCO before then, so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have a lot of film on him. Yep. You know, he, he's a developmental guy from a pass protection standpoint. Unlike Kenneth Walker, who's not very good in pass protection, Rashad has the length to become a good pass protector. So, Stoutness, yeah. There, there's, that body type Walker has is just be tough. Yeah. You know, and and Buffalo has that. Yep. Singletary's a squatty. You know, type of back. Five so, nine. They so yeah. need those
5: five, eight, five nine. They minutes. need
3: explosiveness. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to take Brees Hall. I wouldn't, because I think there's going to be some really strong value there. somebody has to fall. Yeah. You know, I'm actually a Jermaine Johnson advocate. You love? I, him. Lo- I know, and I really like him too. And he's just not that dead. The the, <laughs> the reason I, I have him above Thibodeau, because he's a two way guy. Yeah. If Hutchinson goes one, it's not because he had 14 sacks, it's because he had two seasons with 60 plus tackles. So he's gonna play the run the and edge. he's gonna rush the quarterback. Dwayne Johnson had 70 tackles last year on a bad Florida State team, you know. So he played hard when he didn't have to. He could have opted out, you know. Mm-hmm. He could have put the towel in and say, "I'm getting ready for the combine." I just like those kind of football players. I think I that energy is is addictive, especially in the NFL because it's
5: such a long season mm-hmm. and guys tap out. So you want the guys that this they treat it like a job. But right. I mean that in a good
3: way. Treat it like, What uh-uh. was your George Pickens number? I think it's 36 and a half. 36 and a half? Yeah, 34 36. One of those yeah, two. I th- yep. think you could still We definitely him. have to play Charles Cross top five.
5: Yeah, I
4: just. What about, let me give you yeah. one. Uh, this was a flyer we took a while back. Uh, we had Bruce Feldman on the show, your colleague yep. at The Athletic. And my eyes, like, bugged out of my head when I saw Devin Lloyd go top five. Now, I don't know if it's that likely, that possible, but I got him 14 to one to go
5: top ten What's your breakdown of Devin Lloyd? Yeah, Lloyd. I compared to Shaq Thompson, who's with the Panthers now. Um, I think he's he's figuring, not figuring it out. He wants he has to use his hands a little bit better and, and just treat blocks and and get through the blockers a little bit better. I like him because he does he reads the game pretty well, decent in coverage, but I think he's not a complete guy. People love him. There, Lloyd the, is the, the guy. Word, has word like that? The town
4: just the the, the, the uh, buzz, buzz, and like everyone <laughs> in. The league
0: loves Devin loves Lloyd, him, right?
3: When I did my – what would I do as a GM, I had him fourth yeah. to the Jets. Robert Saleh last in the NFL in defense last year. Devin Lloyd, see ball, get ball. We can teach him how and to use big. his hands. Like he's He's yeah, a big We can teach him how to use his hands. We yeah. can teach him how to run and grow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with him.
5: So That's the thing. People were comparing him to Fred Warner, and they couldn't be any more different body types. Yeah. Like Warner is not – Very different. Yeah, yeah, very different. And that's what – I like to size. <laughs> that's how Shaq Thompson <laughs> right. is. So, yeah. There it
3: is, run. I thought he was into? more Devin White-ish. Yeah, because that, that's how yes. he is.
4: Yep, yep, Yep. late trigger guy. Yeah. Real no. quickly, 10 seconds. Yeah. Kenny Pickett over under 10 and a
5: half. Uh, I've gone to head. I'm taking the under because I just can't. There's, there's something. There. Uh, I I'd really Be nice. Do. Hey, Nate, great stuff, man. Check out his work on The Athletic.
4: Follow him on Twitter at Nate underscore Tice. Great stuff there. It's the nightcap here on VC.
0: It's the nightcap here on VC. It's the nightcap here on VC. It's the nightcap here on Zumo Play.